Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife Beth. We are declaring and believing for this tremendous Thursday to be the best day of your week. And it's Absolutely. still and it's still growing. So Absolutely. Friday could be even more fabulous. But go ahead. We want to thank you real quick for praying yeah. for our grand sugar. Send me yesterday. The surgery went well. That's it. And, uh, Symphony Joy. <laughs> She's a joy for our lives. She anyway. is that. All right. Praise the Lord and thank you, Jesus. And Today we're going to talk about looking in all the wrong places. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, wait. there's a verse in the old country and western song that says, looking for love. In all the wrong places. That dates us, honey. I know, honey. I know. I'm this morning, I felt the Lord telling us that a lot of His children are looking for relief and rest from financial problems and stress in all the wrong places. It's only natural to want to remove bad news and burdens from your thought process. However, way too many believers are doing it in the wrong ways. People experiencing financial stress often lured into further problems by using a I feel good by buying something philosophy. And get, that, well, that's the one that got them into trouble in the first place. You're exactly right. There you go. Christians don't generally numb their anxiety by the drinking and smoking escape mechanisms the world uses. However, they're often enticed to find a temporary high through shopping or overeating. The problem is, it doesn't work. That's it. In fact, it magnifies the problem with more problems and delays a lasting solution. Some men, and I want to say most, will spend time inventing ways not to talk about financial problems. It's the, if I don't talk about it, it might go away mentality. Women, on the other hand, tend to worry more and may choose. It's his problem mentality deal with the stress. But the heart of this teaching is not to focus on the problem. It's point out the scriptural solution that's found in Matthew 11, 28, classic Amplified Bible. It says, Come to me, all you who labor or are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. The scripture says that we're to come to him. Now go to the mall, our BFF, best friend forever, or some temporary diversion that only makes matters worse. Scripture doesn't say, well, you could come to me. No, the verse says, come to me. We need to tell him all our troubles and spend time in his presence. Amen. Doesn't it just make sense to spend time with the one who can solve all of your problems? Not a few, not some. But all of your problems, who should come to him? All who labor. When you see the word labor, we typically associate it with the context within which it is used in our modern society. We think labor means work. In fact, in some circles, workers are referred to as laborers. The word does not mean, come to me, all you who work. The Greek word for labor is Strong's G2872. G2872. It means to grow weary, tired, exhausted, with toil or burdens 
or grief. Worrying about money can definitely leave you worry, worry, weary, worried and weary, tired, and exhausted. That's a truth. That seems to be the definite pattern for folks whose money runs out before the end of the month. And for those who've been laid off, for those who are broke, and they so broke, we used to say they can't pay attention. You can grow weary, tired, exhausted in worrying about your family and whether or not your children or your loved ones are saved or if they're going to ever get back on the right path or ever stand up to the responsibility they're under. You can really grow weary, tired, and exhausted and overly concerned about maybe your job security. You can grow weary, tired, exhausted, worrying about a bad report from the doctor. You could grow weary, tired, and exhausted just talking about it like I am. Bad reports, bad things happening. Looking around, if, if all your family's doing well, you can worry about how the state of the union is. I mean, look, we need to think about the state of what God has presented to yes. us. And the scripture says, come to me, <clears throat> all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened. Maybe you're behind on your mortgage or other payments. There's feel like there's a load on your back that you just can't carry. Well, that's why Matthew eleven twenty eight, this in the classic amplified says, "I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your soul." Buying something you can't afford with money you don't have does not ease, relieve, or refresh your soul, but spending time in the with the Lord can just help you ease that burden off your back. Resorting to worldly relief philosophies doesn't refresh your soul. Only God can. Blaming your spouse instead of blaming yourself does not ease, relieve, or refresh your soul, but God does. He will give us the rest, and in that Greek, that Greek word rest is Strong's G373. G373, and it means to cause or permit one to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover and collect his strength to keep quiet of calm and patient expectation. Some people find it hard to rest. And you know, even for a day, let alone a weekend or a week, you know that statistics say that, that it takes a week just to decompress when you're on vacation. So you really almost need another week to be able to actually relax and enjoy yourself. And it's all due to perceived demands and financial stress that people are, are, are facing. The, the point being though, is that um, that stress is what's causing you to worry. And the worry is what's causing you to be exhausted. And you can't make good decisions when you are weary and exhausted. And you can't feel good about things either. No matter what battles you're faith, facing, though, listen to Exodus 14, 14, 14, 14 in the classic Amplified. Seriously, the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Hallelujah. Wow. Great one to personalize. The Lord will fight for Sonia, and she will hold her peace and remain at rest. Wow. The Lord will fight for Yolanda and she shall hold her peace and remain at rest. Contemporary English version says the Lord will fight for you and you won't have to do a thing. Wow. Ooh, that's something to claim. When you know that the Lord is fighting your battles, you need to release. It really does release you to follow his instructions and rest. 
look, if you don't take your hands off, God can't put his hands on. That's the truth. Mm. The New Living Translation says we're to just stay calm. Psalm 62, verses 1 and 2. 62, 1 and 2 says, My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. Listen to this now. I will never be shaken. You know, what shakes us up is our thoughts and our mentality and our worries and our stress. Not really what's happening. It's what we are worrying about that's going to happen. That's right. Exodus 33, 14. 33, 14 says, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. You know, there's a lot more that could be written about rest as it appears over 380 times in the King James Version of the Bible. But this is the verse God directed us to. The bottom line is this, rest in him, in his presence, in his protection. Matthew eleven twenty eight eleven twenty eight, New Living Translation. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. You know, after reading this verse, the Lord said to us, tell those who have an ear to hear that the children of Israel were in the wilderness because of choices they made. But I did not leave them there. I brought them out and took them into the land of more than enough. Tell my children to focus on me. Bring me their troubles. Trust in me. Patiently expect and anticipate their financial deliverance, which is coming from me and not from the world. Wow. Wow, that's right. When we rest in him, we get refreshed. Yes, we do. Psalm 23.3, classic Amplified. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him. Not for my earning it, but for his name's sake. Did you catch that? Not for my earning it. Look, there's, there is nothing you can possibly do to earn what God has done for you. That's right. He does it for his name's sake and the fact that he loves you regardless. As we're resting... We also need to be rejoicing in Him. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 118.24, 118.24, classic Amplified. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. That's why we said started this morning's call with saying, this is going to be the greatest day. You didn't even see it coming. That's Sorry. exactly right. Woo. First Thessalonians 5.16, First Thessalonians 5.16, classic Amplified. Be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad-hearted continually, always. Mm, mm. We love the message translation, too, of 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. Did you hear that? Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you to, who belong to Christ Jesus to live. What if Joseph had given up? thanking the Lord no matter what happened. Look at what happened to him. I always go back to him. You know me. That's a great thing, uh, scripture to personalize, personalize, personalize. Be cheerful no matter what happens. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. And this is the way God wants Dave, who belongs to Christ Jesus, to live. Hallelujah. Be cheerful no matter what happens. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants Lawrence who belongs to Christ Jesus to live. You know, 
precious child of God, I wish we could call every name. If you're looking for solutions, look in the right place to the only one who can give you peace in the midst of a storm. The one who will refresh you, renew you as you rejoice in him. You got his word, which means you got it. That's You've it. got it. You've got that's the it. victory. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in yes, you. Yes, thank you, he Lord. he that can attack you in this world. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Through Jesus who loved you. And he'll provide ways that you don't even see thank ways you, coming. Thank you. I'm reminded of the story. I'm going to tell it fast. Okay. Sometimes you don't see an answer in thing. And I, I remember this guy that was given a puzzle. He came up, he was driving his little two cars, two uh, two seat sports car. He comes up to a, 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 a bus stop and he sees an old woman who's very, you know, in very bad health. He sees the woman that is a dream of his life and he sees his very best friend and they're all standing in the rain. So what does he do? What is he supposed to do in this situation? You know what he did? He turned the car over to his best friends, told him to take that older woman to the hospital, and he stayed with the love of his life. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's an answer for everything. Sometimes we don't see it, but God has an answer. We just have to wait on him. And fortunately, he sees it. Yeah, he knows he it, answers. even if we don't. And he so. answers us. Hallelujah. Okay. Until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. Bye-bye.